There's that. I'm already Godfather once, so why not do it again? Hello, everybody, hey. ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. I'm Sirius Black, and these are my friends. <laughs> Remus nice. Lupin, and um, <laughs> there's four of us. It works. Well, okay. Well, who's who? Who's I want to be Remus. I call Remus. Okay. James Potter. Well, I guess, guess that Micah, please, Micah is an old Petri dish here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sounds even better? This five-star review that someone gave us on iTunes, courtesy of Shepherd Commander, which is uh, an interesting username to have on iTunes. I uh, congratulate you on that uh, username. It sounds like an Atari game. It does. <laughs> so uh, as this individual was out... Um, shepherding his sheep uh they just he decided to write in amazing show great discussions about the hbo series and the books that spawned the series uh the hosts bring up lots of great questions about where things are going and what we might want to see happen plus the owns of the episodes or the chapters rock oh wow i've got another good one here too from coney warriors and uh, they say, this is hands down the best Game of Thrones podcast with a Swedish female host you can find on iTunes. Aww, oh, that's lovely. I'm and sure there's more. I'm sure there's like 20 of them. There is there is a second part to this review, and it actually uh, touches on something that we uh, spoke about before. Uh, they said, I would give it six stars if there oh, wasn't yeah. so many Harry Potter references. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, great job on uh, the way we started the show off. Yeah. We'd feel worse if there was actually such a thing as six stars on iTunes. There's a blade tool within Logic for a reason, so we'll we'll, we'll trim it up a little bit. And one bit. more review. Uh, we got we got quite a few after last week's episode, but this this is a really nice review, really well written, really well thought out. It's from Carry On P. Uh, don't don't make fun of that name. Uh, I'm listening <laughs> I'm to not. 2011 <laughs> recordings of this podcast team to get up to speed for the HBO March 2013 season three. Ooh. I think they were meant. 2012 because we didn't exist in 2011. Did we not? Yeah, yeah no, I was just I was doing just the math. Born. I was like, how long have <laughs> yeah, we been was, doing this? I was only just born recently. Uh, but uh, this podcast team did a wonderful job of recording a podcast after each episode in season two, providing info on what was included and not from the original book series. Boom. They bring their own impressions. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> uh, backgrounds, interests, popular uh, culture references and yes, interesting conversation, and they are funny. Well, thank you. Well, that's uh, debatable, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> relaxed and engaging team dynamics hmm. that plays into the whole Zach Selena thing. Uh, plus, they've added <laughs> this <laughs> this owns element, which I didn't get at first, but now fully embraced. Yeah, we Just didn't pick either. Your, <laughs> pick your favorite line from the Just episode that impressed you or made you laugh or that dominated the scene. Pretty much anyone can grasp this element, from the fantasy tech-oriented youth to the gentler paper-based generation, yours truly. So I guess a little bit older listener here, uh, but uh, looking forward to following along in March for season three. That was a really, really sweet review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one out of one listeners found this review helpful. So, uh, oh, I mean, and it's such a new review too. So someone is, uh, someone's looking and looking for, I, I love this review because it feels so much like a job, like a job review, you know, it does. it's like, here's, here's, here's what Game of Bones did after each episode, they podcasted. They didn't even talk about the book. They talked about <laughs> the show. I like that. They bring their interests. They bring their backgrounds, like everything was just laid out, you know. So yeah. just, I really appreciate that. And I that's just, our plan too, right? I mean, that's our plan for season three is to to kind of follow a similar format. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got some plans for season three, but I mean, if uh, just just for you guys listening that aren't quite sure what to look forward to, um, it's gonna be what you loved from the last time, and hopefully we're gonna throw a little hot spice in, a little hot spice. So <laughs> we'll keep it, we'll keep it sizzly. And then I resuscitated the camel because I felt bad. And the camel walked away. Yeah, and, that's, and, and that's how I was. That's how I was born. The camel gave birth to me. So here I am. Unbelievable. <laughs> Game of Thrones is a podcast. We talk about books. Um, usually, usually we talk about one book. Actually, we've only talked about a book, and it's from a particular series called A Song of Ice and Fire. What is that? You may ask. Well, my friend, you've listened to this podcast because you do know about the HBO show. Oddly enough. It was not a show first. It was a book series, and it was called A Song of Ice and Fire. And the first book was called A Game of Thrones. And, and that, my friend, me. is what the show is based on. That's pretty much the import of the entire podcast. We're here to to share our insight on what you could easily find on your local bookstore shelf. <laughs> Speaking of, can I just say, I hope that it never slows down in the later books, the, the fact that people are vying for the throne because then it, I just think I, I want the name of the show, A Game of Thrones, the name of the first book, to really effectively carry over to the other books. You know, because the seasons will all be named right. Game of Thrones. That makes sense. It yeah. does. But the the question you have to ask yourself, though, Eric, is what throne? Ooh, what throne? <gasps> Ooh. A Game of Thrones. Oh. Oh. Not not Games of Thrones. No, There's even one though that's game, what my mom calls it. Really, Games of Thrones? Games of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there re- there's really not more than one throne, though. Surely, surely there is not another throne that's as badass as the Iron Throne, as Kevin the Bronze Smith. Throne, the Golden <laughs> Throne, Bronze the Throne. Porcelain. Porcelain. Perhaps he tried to take a shit on it. Once, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> oh god, uh, nobody's gonna get that. They're not because if uh, we recorded the pre-show, guys, <laughs> like seriously, they'd kick us off of iTunes. <laughs> we slipped by a lot of humor in this <laughs> chapter. Yeah, as always. And we're introduced to Tywin Lannister. That was Shaka cool. son Come of Dolph on. again, again, yes. again. No, I was I was reading this, dudes, and I was like, Micah. You really like this Shaga character, I can tell. And then Tyrion kept going on and on. I'm like, Micah, you and Tyrion have a lot in common, my friend. <laughs> we do. So I really, the scene that really kind of would, I think, made a huge impact in the show and they didn't, they didn't include it was when Tyrion's walking up to the inn. You know, he walks into a tent in the show where his father is with his uncle, but it's the same inn that he's captured from. The Crossroads one, you guys. Uh, by Catalan. It's back. They're in Wait, another it's crossroads. The same yeah, it, it is, is. It is. I thought it was because when he was walking <laughs> in and the girl had been eaten by like the birds, he was like, sorry, I just wanted, I just wanted mead. Yeah, and, and he knew it was all his fault. Her teeth with the red where she'd been chewing the sour leaf. So her teeth were all red and you could still see that. Her teeth oh, as she was hanging that's it. there. That is full circle. Nice yes. job, George. Great work there. You guys should read this book if you're not. If you're just listening to the <laughs> podcast, just read it. <laughs> it's good. No, we got to meet Tywin, and that was so cool. But the coolest part about this chapter for me, because I, I, I love characters and the stories that I read. I, I do. I kind of like fall for my characters in a in a way. You know, does that sound stupid? Whatever. I, <laughs> I do. don't think that sounds so, stupid. Like I think everybody chapter. does that. I think that's why Even if here. it's all male, it's not a sexual lusting, no, no, Eric. No. Only, right. the, only when you put pictures of yourself in Skype does that happen. Um, so, <laughs> so like when they're walking through the camp, you know, and you're inside of Tyrion's head and he's like, 
I'm glad this shit impresses them. And you just think for a second that these hill people come down and they're entering a camp of 20,000 soldiers. And it's probably a lot like the HBO show, honestly, like badass gold trimmed like flags with a lion on it. And they're just riding through a camp, not just a camp, but a camp where the guy they've been hanging out in the woods with, like making fun of is basically the king. Yeah. They're like, my Lord, your father's here. Would you like to ride on my shoulders? He's like, no, sorry, you're not Hodor and you do not have a basket case. I'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool. Like it was so cool to like, see those other characters get hit in the face with just the reality of how powerful Tyrion is. Yeah, and and they're smart too. I, I think you know th- they probably have a, a worry deep down inside that if they just let Tyrion and Bronn walk down into camp all by themselves, who's to say that they don't just turn around with all those eighteen thousand soldiers and decide to kill these these clansmen that have been with Tyrion the whole time? So they're like, no, check it, imp. We're walking down there with you. You're not gonna pull any tricks and screw us over you know what i mean yeah and it says but it says a lot to, to Tyrion's own clout within i mean those are his people for all intents and purposes but no matter how savage or ridiculous they are like they're rolling with Tyrion. like you these dudes are higher up than you are you know what i mean like they're his mm-hmm. friends so it's pretty cool i like that he has his own set of friends and that's the awesome thing about Tyrion. he just makes friends with all these random people wherever he goes yeah and he really does doesn't he like he picks up people yeah it, it was interesting. I, they're replaying the season, uh, I guess, every Saturday night, and I caught it on uh, last night, and they were showing uh, s- season two. I guess it was the first episode, and when he comes back and he just walks into the, the small council, he sits down. He's like, oh, it's been such a great trip. You wouldn't believe. Uh, you know, I uh, I pissed off the wall, slept in a, slept in a sky cell. Um Went, you know, did all this crazy stuff. So it's just he has and, his and crazy he, re- he references, yeah, awesome. he references this chapter too. It was like how he how he fought alongside the uh, these clansmen. So it's just cool little bits that you get to throw into the story of the show that you know because we all love callbacks to the scenes that we love. You know what I mean? We we I, I I well I do. I love that in stories. I love when I get to get a reference back to something early or like, for example, in Potter, when we found out that uh, Hagrid was riding Sirius's bike the entire time. I was yeah. like, damn, that's pretty cool. Like, We're so never going to cool get six like star reviews this week. I know. Back. It's like Dunson's checks in. When, Dunson checks in. <laughs> when, when, when Mrs. DeBrow alert. So now, is this leading up to the battle that we that was skipped over in the, um, in the, in the yes. show? Yes. It is, and and I think um, it was it was a little bit puzzling too why they left it out of the why you know the show. It's well, just budget, like right? well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but uh, because clearly they had to save all that budget for chopping off Ned's head later on uh, in the uh, in the season. But uh, yeah, you're left at the end of this chapter with. Um, them basically saying the only way we're going to fight for you is if Tyrion fights along with us. So um, I really like though, and and it's no wonder these books are, you know, thousand, 1200 pages long, just the, the background that we get on all of these uh, individuals that have accompanied Tyrion along the way when he's introducing them uh, to his father and, and specifically the detail we got about Timit, son of Timit, one of the one of the burned, burned men, men. Burned men. <laughs> yeah. and, and how like they do all this crazy stuff to themselves to prove their manhood and or womanhood, I guess. And 
timid, just like, he's like, oh, I wanted to be better than everybody else. I stuck a stick in my eye and pulled out my eye. It's like that, that level of detail is not necessary by any stretch of the imagination, but it just goes to show like how much, you know, George R. R. Martin goes into in, in his character development. Apparently yeah. depth perception is not a trait that is valued <laughs> in the clan. There's no need. <laughs> it wouldn't no. be it wouldn't be Game of Thrones without this stuff though, would it? Like that's one of the things that sets Martin apart is this kind of just crazy ass shit like that. No, it's true. So the the burn people are, are crazy. We learn that most of the time in order to prove their manhood. They do something like chopping off a finger, you know, just maybe making a deep cut and just, ah, oh, it still stings. You know what I mean? Right. So, so apparently the burn people, they, they mortify their flesh with fire, which is kind of cool. Cause you think about it, like people get tattoos and it's basically the same thing, except it's like art. Well, they make art by burning their skin. You know, they don't eat it though. You know, they just look at it and it looks cool. It's like leathery and they think that that's cool. So that's good for them. That's why they're called that. But in order to prove their manhood, they chop off stuff. Or they get a little crazy. This guy was such a badass that he was like, I'm just going to stab myself in the eye. So he does. And so immediately they promote him. You're a red hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. And then uh, Tyrion was like talking to Bronn. And he was like, hey, Bronn, what do you think their king had to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of humor injected into this chapter amidst basically the bloody murderous violence that's going to take place. I mean, they're marching to war for all intents and purposes. Mm. So when they finally make it to the inn, they make their way in, into to Tywin's room. And so Tywin and his brother are chilling in there. And we got to have a great character description of, of Tywin, which basically they said that he was a mid fifties guy that was rock hard. Like he was super ripped and he was, he's the kind of like lean muscles, what they were saying. You know what I mean? Yep. So just like, you know, he works out, he does his thing, you know, he lays off the anabolic steroids, but it got to the point where his flowing locks weren't perfect. And I think we can all, you know, relate to this. And so what he did was he just shaved his head to be even more of a badass. Yeah. And he, he comes across that way in the show too. I think a little bit at times even likable as we saw in, in season two, but uh, I just like the the whole scene when um, Tyrion walks in and Tywin looks at him for the first time in a long time, and and Tyrion says, "Whenever his father's eyes were upon him, he became aware of his deformities and shortcomings." Mm. And it just, I think, it just spoke to the power of Tywin and and how sort of imposing of an individual he is. Yeah, as well as the lifelong goal. Um, for a child to please his parents. Yeah, and and then he goes into bringing up his sister because Tywin speaks at length about how Jamie is on, out honoring himself, killing all of these people, um, and he learns for the first time uh, that Robert Baratheon is dead, and that Joffrey is ruling in King's Landing. Yeah, which he doesn't seem too happy about. So I've actually been kind of excited to talk to Eric about this. What did you think of? Of Tywin, the first time oh, we book, got to see oh, him in book the book. Tywin? Yeah, book Tywin. I don't know. I think it was fine. I mean, it's totally fine. I just, I really want to read into his character with the traits that Charles Dance has in the, in the, in the book, in the uh, show. So I'm going to need to read some more chapters with him because I want him to be exactly the same guy because I really like him in the show. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. What do you yeah. Guys? yeah. 
He's not though. No. I mean, he's a he's a complete dick. In exactly, the book. and it, that's one of the like the biggest differences between the books and the show. I think is the characterization of Tywin because they've chosen to completely alter him to give him a different relationship with Arya and probably a different relationship with Joffrey and um, and Cersei as well. They probably need someone to be a um, voice of reason amongst all the craziness that is the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. But you just have to prepare yourself when you read the book that if you go into trying to like him who knows maybe you will it works with um your friend theon so who knows but yeah yeah that, that, it's gonna that, be that's that smiley be interesting. guy yeah it's gonna be interesting <laughs> though, to see because they're really i mean in my opinion he's just a shithead like there was no nothing redeeming, redeeming yeah well I, I think too like i want to see him in battle in the books you know i'm gonna have to read book two and presumably book three to to get more of that um, more of him, but you know, it was good seeing him. It's just it's hard not to uh, think about the scene where he's where Tyrion walks in in the show and he's skinning the boar. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's like walking in on your dad like cleaning a gun. It's like <laughs> I heard you got a boar come over later. Like, well, yeah. I just ha- a good thing because tonight's tonight. I got to clean my gun. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing, just being formidable. Yeah, pretty much. I thought that time was was uh, I thought he was a great character. I. I realize that he's a total like ass face and and that's fine because I mean there are worse things. He could be like Shaga. He could be the biggest dick and also be stupid, but instead he's a huge dick, but he's super super intelligent and he is I mean for me he's one of the most enchanting characters I've seen in the book so far, honestly, because he really really does love his family and he he desires power like everyone else and that's his downfall in this book you know and that's the downfall of everyone honestly except how yeah. good Tyrion. like he would be, uh. he would be the witch king if this were lord of the rings so hmm. just uh i'm bringing it back to tolkien referencing so how do you guys like that hmm? six stars like it eh? Eh? yeah seven selena mentioned this earlier uh in the week um on the last episode but uh we get a brief mention in this chapter of two characters that play a role later on in the series, and uh, it's actually Tywin who wants to send Tyrion out to go take care of Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Myr. And it's just a great line when Tyrion's like, eh, if I should come across Thoros and Lord Beric, I shall spank them both. <laughs> it's yeah, like, that was really He could funny. care less. He could <laughs> care less about war. To your point, like, and, and, Selena, like, as far as power goes, I don't think he looks for it. No, he, he's yeah. very kind of reserved and is content with life. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's funny because Tyrion is in some ways really self-serving, but that makes him in this messed up world of Westeros, that makes him really fair to everybody he meets. And it makes him really reasonable in a way that the other characters just aren't, which makes him really um, sympathetic to, to readers because he ultimately just wants himself to have a good life, but he's very, he's not confrontational. You know, he's like, just just live and let live is basically Tyrion's strategy, I think, his policy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a hippie. I like it. It does, but it's in a good way, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that, um, you know, it's interesting that this early on in the series, he has somebody like uh, Tywin reference a priest the one who likes to set his sword on fire uh-huh. it's like, uh hint hint uh wh- who else do we know who likes to set swords on fire if we've uh you know gotten as far as season two right um so there's not just one crazy bitch out there who can produce shadow badges uh there's <laughs> compar- apparently a whole uh a whole grouping of of people who follow this sort of uh 
practice craziness. So they got to fire. <laughs> Maybe Melisandre's a clone. Uh huh. Maybe she is. Maybe or she omnipresent. Is. Game of clones. Maybe she's. Maybe yeah, she's clones. Thoros. Game of, of clones. <laughs> Directed by J.J. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, it, it makes complete sense. I, I love the dialogue between Tywin and Tyrion, obviously. And again, and I, I say this a lot, guys, but if you're not reading the books and just listening to the show, this is one of those things that you can just like hop into your local Barneys and Noblies and just like walk in there and be like, hey, uh, where do you keep your uh, books with blood? And they're like, oh, Game of Thrones over there. And so you go to Game of Thrones and you just open this up and just read this entire chapter because like when when Shaga comes in, he just isn't invited in, right? <laughs> yeah. he, no, it's not like the show at all. He kicks down a door and he takes the sword of a man like like he has a sword because he's like, hey, I'm a guard. I have to stop you. My boss is watching. Sh- Shaga takes the sword. He breaks it over his knee, right? And walks mm-hmm. in. And he's basically just like, hey, where'd you go? You left us somewhere. <laughs> like uh, I don't think Tyrion you know he, he didn't think Tyrion was doing anything shady he was just mad that he had to wait so everyone comes in and Tywin has such a cool head he's like hey who are you guys and then he tries to play him he didn't. He doesn't try he does it successfully yeah I mean it, it's a great line and uh, he says you need not join us the men of the Winterlands are made of iron and ice and even my boldest knights fear to face them <laughs> It's like, yeah, Tywin. Tyrion knew right away. He's like, well played, Robert. well played. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. There's so many asides in this where Tyrion like is just saying the funnest, like the funniest things. He goes, he goes, or because Tywin's like, hey, who are you guys? And Tywin's like, oh, these are my friends. Can they stay? They don't eat yeah, that much. I, I drag them home with me. <laughs> yeah, they followed me it's, home. <laughs> it's it's good. It's like he brought pets home, but. Um, I think my favorite part about the whole exchange with with Tywin and the new people was that did you guys feel that he was being genuine like that he really was like because he called them my lords and he was like you know I've heard that you guys are pretty badass warriors I just felt like that was I felt like he was being genuine he was saying hey you guys are strong we could use it right now Mm. I don't know Uh, I think he was I'm gonna agree I'm gonna think that he was you are yeah I mean I could see it but uh, I mean I think he'll do anything to to, to play the game. And I think he's playing the game right then and there because he's saying, hey, I can align myself with all of these really skilled, albeit batshit crazy, uh, tribesmen. You know what I mean? And no, so I, I agree. But like on, on a positive level, he was offering them more than they even agreed to. He was like, I'll give you that and more. Also, it's like obviously he knew it would be in his best interest to sweet talk them. But I felt like at the same time, he was thinking, you know, these guys, they could help out. So I just feel like you don't get to that position of power by by just looking at people and having dollar signs in your eyes. Like, you have to be slightly sincere. Otherwise, you're just going to fail. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yep. Also, yeah, Ty- Tywin's totally using these people to fight for him, you know, and fight his battles. Like, what could be better than having all this extra manpower that you don't need to sacrifice your own, you know, army to, to get the job done? Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, like, if... If they didn't have Tywin, then they could never get the veil, you know, ever. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. So, really, I mean, they need him just as much as he needs them. It's true. Do we have any owns? I mean, I think we talked through a bunch of owns. I do. I do. Particular uh, chapter. Go ahead, Selena. Share. Um, I've been staying awake this long. I'm going to say my own, damn it. Um, Tyrion said, Sorry to disappoint you, father. No need to leap up and embrace me. I wouldn't want you to strain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best line of the entire chapter. Poor Ty- Tyrion, though. 
My own's gonna have to go to Tyrion because Tyrion completely the entire time was trolling Shaga. I mean, like a true trolling expert. He was a comp troller. He was just like, "Hey Shaga, what are you gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with this man? Are you gonna feed it to a goat?" The entire time. I mean, he literally did it like six or seven times in this one chapter. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, shame there's not a goat here. Guess you have to throw it in the fire." So, uh, own goes to Tyrion for being funny. You won. Yeah, my own goes to Tywin um, from the quote that I read before when he was trying to uh, coerce the, uh, or trick really, I would say, the uh, tribesmen into aligning themselves with him and uh, the rest of the Lannister troops. Um, And my own goes to the boar that got away. Apparently it can elude the book Tywin. Um, not the show Tywin, <laughs> but the book Tywin. He didn't capture it in this one. Oh, but so. Sam Tarly's dad got it though. Oh, so, whose dad? Who's, uh, Sam Well Tarly. It was it was Sam's dad. Who's dad? <laughs> I got it. But it somehow found its way to Robert Baratheon. Wait, Micah didn't get it. Micah, <laughs> no, I got that it. was your cue. No, it's fine. We haven't earned it yet, Selena. I think you're right. It's always refreshing to meet, or to meet one of the future key players of the game, if you know what I mean. So Tywin's introduction in this chapter, it was fitting for him, and you know, I just look forward to seeing him in battle. Um, but for how long will he be a key player? I'm sure forever, because he's the the, the father <laughs> of the main villain. I'm pretty sure if that if you ride a horse that can shit in the throne room. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna be around for a long time. And if you would like to uh, send in any of your owns from this particular chapter, uh, similar to what we just did, you can do so by tweeting at us at Game of Owns or posting on our uh, Facebook page, or Facebook wall, right? Just kind of like the wall. I have it's no not idea. really like just the, the wall. wall. The wall. <laughs> it's not like the wall. Right on our Game wall. <laughs> Please ride yeah. on our wall. What if all the night uh, the the black knight people started just riding on the wall? Please don't piss off our wall. Please don't piss off of our wall, guys. <laughs> Listen, I, here's It takes a lot to clean that up. Step-by-step step directions. Here's what I'm going to need you to do. Uh, open your computer, facebook.com slash Game of Owns, all right? Um, open full screen so it takes up your entire screen, right? And we're going to need you to write on our wall. So just take, you know, whatever your favorite color of spray paint <laughs> is and just write your name with spray paint right on our wall. Just, just write it right on there. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. But uh, Megan... A uh, perfect example of how you can tweet into the show uh, sent us a message, and uh, she said, look at the names at the top. She's referring to a picture, which we'll uh, throw into the show notes. I thought Game of Owens would appreciate this with the threats of Shaga and all. And it's a picture, I think it must be from a museum, of, of different birds, and one of the birds are called uh, goat suckers. <laughs> cuckoos, cuckoos, <laughs> pigeons, uh, dove, swee. Kingfishers <laughs> and goat suckers. So I goat think she's suckers. in a Pokemon museum, honestly, man. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but uh, we always appreciate that kind of uh, cool. Uh, I don't even know what you would call it, to be honest with you, when you send in pictures of goat suckers. It's mm-hmm. great when you guys send tweets our way, and you all know that's how, what I was trying how to say. Important and magical it is. She is on our level when anything has to do with goats. So yeah, it is true. It is known. Wait, have you ever seen the ladder goat video, Micah? No, I have not. Okay, well, after we're done recording. I've seen the Voldemort goat video. Well, trust me. Oh, no. This is going to change. We also got an interesting question. I don't know if, um, Zach, you can answer this. Uh, I think actually probably anybody on the show can answer this, but it's from Christian. And he wants to know, um, what Game of Thrones theme music do we use for opening and closing? And it's actually a carefully 
um, orchestrated piece that the four of us have uh, <laughs> done. Acapella. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say. You can't the, tell. Uh, you can't tell because it's the, um, what is the feedback's really high, but it's actually yeah. our voices. Um, we used yeah. Photoshop on it and some uh, distortion pedals. And from, auto-tune. Uh, but uh, Chris, in all seriousness, if you use the YouTube and just <laughs> search for uh, hey, for Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> remix or rock opening, rock, rock and, roll. and violin, uh, you might find it. Game of uh, Thrones rock and roll. And uh, finally, one more tweet courtesy of Laura Hawk. She asks, can Sam please be a regular on the show? Depends. I'd say that depends on how long Micah's voice holds out. I know. Why would you say, say that? I don't He's know. Usually here, we have to edit his parts out, though. It gets a little too rambunctious. He comes on the show when it's appropriate for him to be on the show. I think if he was a regular, people would get tired of him. Yeah. Don't think, you guys? Oh, yeah. Agreed. They start slashing tires and, like, stop mm-hmm. paying their bills. It'd be total <laughs> anarchy. So it would. We're trying to be responsible, guys. Okay? All right? And if you exactly. want to be responsible, responsibly head over to Hypable.com. It's a website. It is. It's true. And responsibility is... The only thing that we tolerate. So no fooling around on there. Don't fool no, around. It's no, it's no place for around. fun. Hypable. You know where you can fool around? Uh, GameofOwns.com. Yeah, that's oh, that where too. you take yeah. your craziness. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. Take your craziness to GameofOwns.com, people, and, and and click on stories and look at them. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Imagine you know what else that. you can do? You can rate and review us on iTunes because, let's face it, who doesn't want to give us a five-star review? 151 people uh, felt the need to do so, so why yesterday, shouldn't you? Yesterday. Just yesterday. <laughs> they did. And, you know, we remind you guys about the ratings for one specific reason. It's because literally, like, when you do that, for some reason, the way programming works, they have these little things that that find each other, like little bitty mice that run around in mazes. And if they feeds them if you feed the mice a certain amount of cheese then they get bigger and stronger and then they go and socialize with other mice and then they you know eventually find some another mouse that they fall in love with and they produce a family and the only way to get a mouse to that level is if you give the mouse the correct amount of cheese and you know the people at apple are, are really stingy and you know each review is is one tread of cheese, so we're just we're just really working for our mice here. So if you just oh my help god, us. help yeah. the mice! Help the mice. <laughs> so cute. So, yeah, and anything less than that, they actually slip little small vials of arsenic in with the cheese. So we're not trying to do that either. So help little no. help little Eric. And you know what? Out. And you know what? We're not. We don't just want Americans to do this. See now, the UK knows what's up. The US, that's some fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have to get more serious with our threats than you getting beat by a prosthetic penis. Yeah, listen to this shit, motherfucker. What would Sam say? <laughs> we're going to break your legs, okay? We're going to come over to your house, we're going to come out in your yard, and we're going to beat the living bejesus out of you in front of your kids. So how do you feel about that, huh? All right, perhaps we'd like to throw our hat into the ring, okay? Perhaps we'd like to, uh, I don't know, have your friends that would like the show as well to find it on iTunes naturally, all right? Because we don't spam. We don't spam, okay? We don't do that shit. Although, although, I I do have to say now, you guys are are so busy 
intimidating the listeners, but I think it's working. Did you get another five we, reviews we, in, this, we in got, the time that we just said that? We, we got a five-star review, and I was reading it. I was trying to work out what the hell he was saying, and it's uh, it's from Alistair. He writes, I would like to rate this podcast five stars. Help. Send help. The show is really great. Fly? What do you mean fly? Oh, God. Shut that door. The hosts are awesome and say really funny things. Stop talking about Joffrey. We know you like him. Help. In conclusion, this is the best podcast ever. Who's that? Why do you keep saying that? Oh, God. Is that a prosthetic? Ah! And with that, we leave you, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. Be safe because you could die tomorrow. I'm prosthetic. That's terrible. I'm Eric. I'm Selena. And I'm Micah. I feel like we have like some 80-year-old sipping on cognac listening to our show. Uh, no, just me. 